The following program is brought to you by Norma Johansson Ministries. Welcome to Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can with your host, Norma Johansson. Norma had no plans to write a book until God specifically called her to share God's healing power with anyone who has a broken heart. Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in and joining me today. My name is Norma Johansson, author of the book, Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. Today, we'll begin our study series of the book, Chapter 5, Self-Discovery in the Midst of Heartbreak. We'll be talking about how I recovered my true identity after divorce. I'm blessed to have my good friend, Elizabeth Hollingsworth, with me today. Elizabeth has read the book and is here with us to share what helped her in her own healing. Elizabeth, will you say hello to our listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Elizabeth Hollingsworth. I'm from Shiner, Texas. I'm a nurse for over 20 years and a health coach. Norma and I met at Grace Fellowship Church about three years ago. We have become good friends, and I have truly enjoyed reading the book to help with my healing. This book has completely restored me with the help of Jesus. This only happened after I completely surrendered to the Lord and let Jesus heal me. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us today. Before we get started, will you open up in prayer? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for blessing us today. Father God, we pray today that you touch the heart and life of each and every listener today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's get started. In my healing journey, there was always an inner strength that was deep within me. Truth is, we all have this inner strength. We are hardwired that way by God himself to face life's challenges. Yes, even in the most difficult ones, such as this one that we find ourselves in today. The truth is, God doesn't give us more than we can handle or bear because he always provides a way of escape in his way, not our way. My way of escape was completely found in fully surrendering myself to God and his word. This is found in 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with a temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. In my desperation, I had no other choice but to believe in God, have faith in God, and have the faith of God, all of it. One day in my church service, my pastor shared these words, The person that hurt you does not define who you are. It's what happened to you. You wouldn't be alive unless God had another victory in store for you. After hearing these words of exhortation that day, there was so much hope that suddenly filled my heart. I repeated the words in my head, what happened to me is not who I am. From this pivotal day in church, I believe that there was and is an end to all this pain and hurt, in spite of the strong emotions inside of me, which at the time seemed there was no way that I would ever get back up again. Yes, at the beginning, it was hard and even more hard to remember this. God provides a way of escape, his way, not our way. When we follow God, we can get out of all this mess. God doesn't give us more than we can handle, even though it feels that way sometimes. We should listen to God and cling to him during this time. Yes, I definitely hear you. At that moment in time, I felt just like the boxer in the movie. When the boxer gets punched so hard, he is knocked on the floor, dizzy and incoherent from the blow. Suddenly, the boxer catches his breath and a glimpse of light 
gets back up only to give the last punch, which knocks his opponent out cold. That's exactly what Drew and I are doing here. We're catching our breath and getting back up. We give a big pushback deep in our spirit that reconnects us to the inner strength of hope, God's hope already on the inside of us. There is an assurance deep within us. This assurance is a definite truth that you and I can and will make it to through the other side. The great news is that this season is only temporary for us. This encouragement for our future is found in 2 Corinthians 4.17. For our light affliction is but for a moment. is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Did you, our listeners, catch that? Our affliction is only for a moment. This is great news for us because what we're going through is only temporary. The very thing of heartbreak which attempted to destroy me was a victory, not a defeat. Today, I'm stronger because of it. So will you, our listeners, be victorious over the attempt to pull you down into the pit of hurt and pain. In the midst of chaos, we get back up because you, our listeners, can and will get back up just like I did. Here's the key. Believe in God completely like your life depends on it because it really does. This is going to require a choice by you and me to spend some quality, intentional time with God. We need to get to know him and trust him, seek him. This is crucial for us to get revelation of his love, which is the healing balm for our hearts. Only God can break the emotional stronghold, which blocks our freedom. God will speak directly to you, our listeners, on a personal level, like he spoke to me. This is found in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord your God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways, I acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Yes, when I'm weak, God is strong. Like you said, give a pushback in our spirit to connect to hope. Today, I'm stronger because of it. For me, I had to trust God, especially when I was wrestling with my own strong emotions and feelings of hurt. I began to seek God more and more. Exactly. I got to a place of total surrender to God in the beginning of my healing journey. I found that I was beginning to feel different about myself. What I mean by this is I went through a period of insecurity and began to feel like I was not sure of who I really was anymore. I began to question in my mind, who am I now? The self-reflecting question was a powerful one for me. So here's what I did to tackle this question. Step one, I took inventory of who I was then with all the insecurities, the fear, the shyness, the emptiness, and any other negative thought and emotion. Step two, once I identified all these insecurities, I began to replace those thoughts and feelings to think on the word of God about who I really am in Christ. Step three, I looked at what I learned about myself from the experience of the heartbreak and then I embraced the good things about myself. Step three, I literally discarded the old me by letting go of the old life the old me, and never turn back nor visit the old life unless it was a testimony. This is so true about us. This was hard at first, but little by little, I'm finding my own identity again. You're right. We're not who we used to be. What I found is that I'm no longer the person who I was in the relationship. I had to remember that we are not a couple in the same old way of doing things had to stop. I will not go down that road again. Yes, the old way of interacting, speaking, and doing things had to stop for me too. In the beginning, I found this hard to get out of the old habit. What I learned through counseling is that I need to disassociate myself from the person who broke my heart in a healthy manner. 
my identity had been shaken to the very core. I learned that there were two parts of me when my heart was broken. The person who I was in the relationship then and the person who I became while in the relationship. The emptiness and void was created when the person left and added additional insecurity in me where there was once was security. With the help of the Holy Spirit, here are the steps that helped me get to the real me. Step one, confront by having a self-talk. I looked in the mirror and asked myself, who am I? The identity of who I was then and who I was in the relationship. I was shy, insecure, fearful person. Step two, identify things that were a part of my identity that once seemed safe and secure and replace with new, fresh perspective of who I really am. A strong, determined, a fighter, outgoing, and I don't shrink back in challenging times. Step three, accept that my safe and secure self in my life then was gone forever. It's okay that our identity has been shaken up. Trust me, what I found is that we get a new identity of who we really are now. A new identity outside of the dependence of another person's approval or affection. We get a new life and a new fresh start just around the corner. These words were op- were opening me up to something I never really thought of before. The person who I was in the relationship and the person who I had become both had to go. I am learning so much about myself and also who I really am. I lost my identity. These steps helps me to see that I'm no longer that person who I used to be when I was married. Yes, this was really an eye-opener for me, too. Now I see that who I was then is no longer who I am now. Through my licensed counseling, I found this happens to everyone who goes through long-term relationship breakup. I also learned that I had to disassociate from the person who broke my heart. Here are some thought-provoking questions for us and you, our listeners. What has your grief or broken heart exposed about your character or beliefs that you would consider negative? What personal changes can we focus on to become a better person for ourselves and our families? Be honest with yourself and drop the walls of pretense here. Only you can do this for yourself. Let's focus on the Word of God to change this for the better, which tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You matter. Your needs matter, too. Let's do this. Yes, I had to take this one step at a time every day, little by little, and be honest with myself, confronting the negative things about myself to move past all the things we don't want to face. This was not an easy step for me. I found it's a very important and necessary step if I wanted to leave all my insecurities, fear, shyness to move forward. May I submit to you, our listeners, for your consideration that self-reflection is crucial for you, our listeners, to receive complete healing and not just partial healing. In retrospect, I realized that I had completely relied on and put my complete trust as an idol in one person instead of putting my trust in God first. In the process, I totally lost myself and my own true identity, my true identity of who I really am. I had made a huge mistake here. Here's what God had to say about this, which is found in Psalm 78:58. They angered God by building shrines to other gods. They made him jealous with their idols. I found sometimes we make people idols by putting them first before God in our hearts. In retrospect, I realize now just how much I had inadvertently given up of myself for the sake of the twisted definition of becoming one as a couple. I had no one to hold responsible for this part of my loss except for me. We have all been given the right to choose. And I know this truth. We have the choice of what we're going to give away of ourselves and how much 
and at what price. Somehow I knew all of this going into the marriage, yet I chose to surrender my personal right to be me for the sake of love. This was my truth, as crazy as it all sounds. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I have always been a peacemaker. I never like to ruffle feathers or disappoint anyone. I sometimes focus too much on the other person. I see now how this affected me, but now I can do something about it. Yes, I am and was no longer the old me in a love relationship with the facade of perfectness underlined with toxic effects. I say was because I have to believe that as I wrote the book and speak on the radio broadcast, that is no longer me. I am no longer in this crazy trap of being lost because now I'm found. When God gave me the title to this chapter, Self-Discovery in the Midst of Heartbreak, little did I know that I would share this truth about me with you, our listeners, to help you too. The truth is that I had lost a huge part of myself and my true identity. A quote from a famous author is this, The life that I have lived was no more than a mask covering the real me. What has happened was not to kill me, but to reveal me. This resonated with me when I read these words. Truth is, we all can identify ourselves in this to some degree, as I share on this broadcast for all to hear and learn from, because I believe God wants to help you, our listeners, just like he helped me. The only way I get restitution for what happened to me is by sharing my story as a testimony of God's goodness and divine healing in my heart and mind. This seals it for me, and God gets the glory. The great news is that I have been set free, free to be me again. And so can you, our listeners, be set free too, free to be the real authentic you. God opened the prison doors and set me free, and God will open the prison doors and set you, our listeners, free too. Praise God. In the English translation found in 2 Corinthians 4, 2, we refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate. This is very brave of you, and I like that you're sharing with us so we can be brave too. I want to experience that personal freedom from being attached to the person who broke my heart. I'm growing in self-respect enough to push back old thoughts and feelings about myself. Yes, there can be so many types of prisons we submit to when we are in a relationship unaware. Maybe you, our listener's story, is similar to mine, but I boldly sense that you may have taken your own personal surrender a step further, that you fell into a deeper trap in your marriage or relationship where you gave up your voice, your opinion, your right to speak. You accepted a prison, a prison of a silent mute. The great news is that God hears you. God heard you all those years in those deeply silent moments of mute. He heard you. It's okay. That's what this is for right here. Airing out all the hidden personal lies we so carefully tuck away. We're together bringing all those lies into God's marvelous light. This is found for us in John eight thirty two, And you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So you are listeners like me have to choose for yourself what your truth is just like I have. May I boldly say to you that pretending that you are your authentic self is only a band-aid on a lie that is hidden to keep you a victim, a victim in a prison no one knows about except you, the prisoner. Here's a famous quote from a Christian author. At every moment, you too are choosing the identity you will claim, which determines the results you get. Maybe your story involves settling for verbal abuse at the expense of having it all. You had projected a picture of an illusion of the perfect marriage or relationship. But inside you were hurting, screaming, in silence, in hopes that someone would hear you and rescue you. 
Whatever the case may be, God will open the prison doors to set you free too because he already has. God is simply waiting for you, our listeners, to come and surrender your heart to him like I did. Fervently seeking him daily, meditating on his word, you will see that God wants not only to heal you and set you free, God wants a deeper relationship with you, our listeners. Truth is, he wants our broken hearts so only he can heal like he can. I am living proof of a healed heart. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. The choice is ours. We can be in prison, yet be free. Here's a quote from a famous peacemaker. They can imprison me, the person, but in my mind is free to dream. The purpose of talking about our former imprisoned state is not only to discover who we are now, but also to refuse to be imprisoned any longer. Only you, our listeners, can choose between liberty and the slow death of the authentic you. Only you can answer all of this for you. I already did. In so many ways, it did feel like I was stuck and in prison, like you said. I was a mess. It almost felt like I couldn't let go of the person and the ways things were in my life before my heart got broken. I didn't know how to be alone. The feeling was overwhelming. I sought love, but not in a healthy way. I found the only one who can feel that love and restore us is Jesus. Yes, when I was in love and in a deeply committed relationship, I give freely of my heart and affection without limitations. My strong emotions compel me to surrender my heart and myself to this person. So in a sense, the person who broke my heart now had a part of me that I needed to get back. They had a piece of my heart. We'll cover getting our hearts back in Chapter 7 in greater detail, but here's a quick review. Step 1. Love is a choice, so I made an intentional and final decision to choose not to love the person. Step 2. I prayed for the person, then made a firm and intentional decision to fully release this person over to God. Step 3. I set a stronger boundary and guarded my heart, and I kept my personal life private. We're disassociating ourselves temporarily or permanently, depending on your situation, with the person who broke our hearts. This is for the sake of focusing on our own self-care to heal. When a memory or a reminder of the person came to mind, I simply repeated the full release process, again, giving it all over to God, surrendering everything that may weigh us down and keep us stuck in brokenness. This is found in Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great of a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. The only way I could move forward is to fully release the person over and over again. In the release process, there were layers peeled off from my personal life and my old identity. There was a sense of boldness, freedom, and peace that could only be found in this full release of this person from my mind, my will, my emotions, and my heart. After this full release, I then made a determined choice to work on myself, focus on my healing, and discover the real me. That's what I have been doing is working on myself and focusing on my healing. I'm beginning to feel like me again. A more freed me and not thinking so much about the person who broke my heart. Like you said, focus on self-care. Yes, self-care is such an important part of our healing. Can I tell us that it's not okay to be actively caring for the person who broke your heart until you're completely healed? May I strongly encourage you, our listeners, not to say, well, I care for the person in spite of what happened. Trust me, I strongly felt the same way, caring so much for the person who broke my heart. Here's what I discovered through my counseling. The truth is that you and I cannot care for anyone in a healthy manner from a broken place. Who can care for people more than God can? God's word exhorts us to cleanse our hearts. This is found in 2 Corinthians 7.1. 
Therefore, since we have these great and wonderful promises, beloved, let us be cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, completing holiness, living a consecrated life, a life set apart for God's purpose in the fear of God. Once you, our listeners, are healed, then and only then can we choose to care again for the person who broke our hearts. May I delightfully report to you that once you are completely healed, chances are you will not care about the person, at least not in the way you do now. Like me, you, our listeners, may feel compassion and the love of Jesus for them. The reason for this is I discovered that then you, our listeners, will be a whole confident person like me, a confident person like me who's no longer driven by all strong emotions. Yes, I can see your point. We can't care for someone if we ourselves need healing. It's like trying to give away something we don't have. Great words of wisdom. Yes, one of my leaders in the women's group shared this with us. We cannot pour out of an empty vessel. At this part of my healing journey, I was beginning to focus more on self-care and self-reflection. Personally, I found as I focus more on self-care and personal healing, you too, our listeners, will actually see the person who broke your heart with a clear vision instead of with the old rose-colored glasses. Like me, you, our listeners, may only feel compassion and the love of Jesus for them. I believe God has great plans for the people who broke our hearts, in spite of what has happened. As I continue with my journey of self-discovery in the midst of heartbreak, I found me, the true authentic me. I pray and decree that you too, our listeners, will find your true authentic self. In the aftermath of divorce and breakup, the truth uncovers it all for us. Yes, that's beginning to happen to me. Little by little, I'm beginning to feel more free. Also, I see the person from a different place in of reality, too. I won't go down that route again with the person who broke my heart. Thank you for writing this book. It has helped with my healing. Well, you're so welcome, and thank you for coming on the broadcast and sharing with our listeners. We believe this has been a very fulfilling time with you, our listeners, sharing the process steps of healing. Thank you so much to our listeners for joining us today. Please feel free to contact me or the ministry, Norma Johansson Ministries, with comments or questions regarding our study today. Send me a direct message on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or if you are in need of prayer, please call our ministry prayer line at 832-795-1009. Leave us your prayer requests. You can also send us your prayer requests at njministries at yahoo.com. We will pray for you. Join us again next week on the study series of the book, Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can. We will continue our study series in chapter 6, titled, Is It Me or Do Other People Hurt Too? I will continue to share with you, our listeners, the process that helped me get healed so that you too can get completely healed. You, our listeners, do not have to go the long and hard road to healing. Take care now and see you back real soon. You've been listening to Overcome Heartbreak Because You Can, brought to you by Norma Johansson Ministries. You can get a copy of the book in hardback, paperback, Kindle, or audio on Amazon to follow along with the study series based on the book. If you're in need of prayer, please call our ministry prayer line at 832-795-1009. Leave us your prayer request. Join us again next Sunday at 2.30 p.m. here at FM 100.7 KKHT. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Ephesians 320 Texas LLC. Ephesians 320 is an online business with products for family and friends. Over 12 years in business, Ephesians 320 provides many products for everyday living, from health products to children's toys. Visit the online store on Amazon now for an easy purchase and convenient delivery. If you'd like assistance with creating an account or placing your order, please call customer service at 1-866-216-1072.